Ladies and gentlemen, my name is That Bottleface. I am an admin here in the uh, FVPAA, and I want to welcome you to a special edition of VPN Weekly. Uh, this is a special episode. I'm very proud uh, to be able to, to share this with you guys. Um, we are going to go over uh, the VPN history uh, from the beginning of ACL up until this point. Now, there are many members of this community who have been playing uh, in the ACL since the beginning, uh, but I wanted to choose two of them to kind of give their input. So first off, I want to introduce one of the most influential members that this community has ever seen. Uh, he is a former admin, and many of his contributions are still being felt to this day. I want to introduce Sean Fitzgerald. How's it going? <laughs> the flatter will get you everywhere. I've learned that uh, throughout these 26 years of living. Uh, and uh, my next guest, I'm sure you've heard him yell, uh, talk. You know, he's he's all over the place. He's one of my favorite people to listen to. It is Mr. John, or John Ye, however he's going to pronounce it. Mr. Don Julio, John Ye West. Thank you. Uh, John Ye West is fine, but it's, it's okay. Uh, it's not really my government name, but I like people to know that my alias is Johnny West and it will continue to be known as such. Thank you for having me on today. Thank you for being here. And uh, just like last week, uh, my co-host, the only man who has a separate bank account for all of his gamertag changes, it's Cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me again. Uh, I will not let you get away from it that easily. So just to start off, I, uh, I'm going to do go around the table and I want to hear how you guys learned about this league because i'm sure it's different for everyone so sean i'm going to kick to you first where did you learn about this this uh, 11 v 11 fifa pro club league all right well the first season i competed in, in the uh fvpaa would have been i think i played with viva football as a, like a goalkeeper backup goalkeeper Back before ACL really took off, it was before, I think back when it was VIFA was still around, uh, which for those of you who don't know, was kind of the, I think, well, it was run by what, LeagueArena.com, I think, and it was kind of one of the predecessors, well, it had, I think, the bigger talent base um, at the time, but um, I, actually it was the XO Cavani, a buddy of mine from back in the day, uh, who, who uh, he and I have been playing together since FIFA 12, and um, he said, hey, why don't you, I'm playing with some guys on FVPA. Why don't you, you know, play? We need a goalkeeper. Why don't you play goalkeeper? Um, and so it started from there. It was the first season I played in, in the FVPAA. Um, I didn't, at that point, grasp that... I mean, at that point, I think VIFA, in my eyes, was still, like, the big man on campus, still the, the, the where the most talented players in North America would, were playing FIFA. Um, but due to just some terrible, terrible, terrible <laughs> decisions by their administrative heads. Um, it was, I think, it, what really triggered the exodus. There was a huge exodus from League Arena. Um, and I think, if I remember correctly, it was caused by player availability. They wanted managers of every club 
or no, I'm sorry. They wanted every player. That was it. They wanted every single player to post their availability every single week of which games they could make and couldn't make. And, you know, a lot of owners were very concerned. Their players wouldn't even, you know, people are lazy. People don't like doing stuff. So they were worried about, you know, a lot of managers kind of had a little bit of a a rebellion uh, against it. And um, it ended with, because of how inept administrators were on that site, you know, we told them, quite frankly, I think a couple of the, the big dogs, a couple of the, the bigger name players told them, you're going to lose all your players if you really make this a requirement. And they did it because they wanted to get up their web traffic. So long story short, the entire talent base of, of League Arena, you know, FIFA uh, club, FIFA, the entire talent base moved to the FEPAA. That was back, I think, in 20, I want to say 2013 or so, if I'm correct, maybe 2013. Yeah, 2012. 2012. Was it 2012? Okay. Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah. And yeah. but either way, it, it's it's stayed since then. And the, really, the I if, if you know, I think if you ask anyone who you know, knows competitive pro clubs, you know FVPAA has had the really that that core talent base, the most talented players in North America, for probably the last three or four years now. With a testament to how well. You know, my predecessors did as admins. How, you know, just how well the league has been run over the years. So, um, yeah, that was my, in my how I got started with. All right, now, now, John, did you have a similar experience compared to Sean? Did you guys start around the same time? You know, kind of take me through this. Oh, let's see, Lord. So, <laughs> it all started in a small club called Viva Atlanta. You know, I was just, you know, I was a lowly cam. I was trying to get my way into pro clubs. I just, you know, you know, we're still playing small men, finessing goalkeepers, you know, playing 5-5, five, five, you know, like the, the good old days, you know, with Bud Light running down the wing. You know, those are the good days. And I was like, what's, I didn't know that 11 people actually got together and played pro clubs. I was like, oh, word, it's lit. Let me, you know, let me get involved in this. So it started with Vifa. Vifa was great. I met all kinds of great players. You know, when you run into people like Ortegon and Streets now, you think of them as grandpops. These are guys when they're in the prime. This is like, you know, Lionel Messi's when he's 23, you know. That's what Street was, uh, Streets was back in the day. So, like, you know, you admire all these people, and you're like, I want to get better. And I feel like a lot of people shared that same, you know, story, you know, that same, like, upbringing. And Vifa kind of cultivated that culture. And we, like, it was really enjoyable. There's a lot of trash talk. There's a lot of freedom in the forums. Everybody enjoyed it. And then we had this admin named Lang. Now, God bless <laughs> his soul for giving us the FIFA. But but that fool had no idea how to run FIFA. He had no he had no soccer knowledge. He had no FIFA knowledge. He wasn't good at the game. It was just, you know, it's it's like you have to understand the community. He didn't understand the community. And I respect him for the business decisions that he tried to make. He tried to improve the site. He tried to bring order to the site. But at the end of the day, we're like 18, 19. We're lazy, man. We don't want to do this. We don't want to read. We don't want to read your rules. We don't want to, you know, like, well, obviously, you got to read the rules. Don't get me wrong. But you know what I mean? Like, we don't want to have to do anything extra. And that's where that immaturity, that immaturity is what triggered, you know, a lot of infighting within the admins. And then we had this whole, you know, incident with, I don't, I, do you remember what happened, Cheeky? I think it was like, I'm not uh, going to throw out names, but somebody... Oh, yeah, I won't throw out names, but people that had... <laughs> somebody, 
access to their forums destroyed it from the inside out. Yeah, yeah, and it was really that it was really that availability thing that really triggered it all. Oh yeah, because meanwhile the intentions were good. It could have gone. They could have gone about it in a different way. Availability wasn't that big of an issue at the time. Well, maybe it was for the smaller clubs, but that's depends on how dedicated you are to FIFA. Like you can't force someone to be dedicated to a game. They just have to be dedicated to it. But it seemed like they were trying to force people to be dedicated to a game when they didn't have the availability. Because some of these kids had jobs. Some of these kids had things to do, and they could spontaneously be there or not be there. But you had to force them to give a schedule that most likely will change. And they're not getting paid for it, but they're getting paid for their job. Nah, it was never going to work. So that died. It's, it's sad, but it died. And then, you know, Adrian, I think it was Adrian who started Adrian Rapia and a, a couple other guys. They, you know, they were ready to run in FVPA and which were uh, big with the internationals. And they kind of made their own little virtual, you know, virtual pro club league. And it kind of just stemmed from there. And, I think it all began in FIFA 13 where everybody just got together back like it was in the FIFA days. And there was a little, there was a few bumpy roads, but you know, those filtering, you can talk as much trash as you used to, but man, it was still great early on. It was just amazing. Like you just see people posting videos, making edited videos, Boateng and Travis Simon came alive. That's when he was born. The pillars of ignorance were born and you had superior exodus. Uh, Never Unlucky came back in intense football. And, like, you saw the rebirth of clubs. Like, like that, FVPA was the rebirth of pro clubs in my mind because it was dying at FIFA. Like, it was slowly dying. Everyone knew. We were in, like, what, season three? Not beta seasons anymore. We were in, like, actual season three, and everyone was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. This league is trash. Yeah. And FVPA saved it. And here we are again today in our fourth season, and we're getting more ignorant than we have been ever now. Oh, everyone's talking trash again. The game is good. There may be, I've heard some stuff about glitches or whatever, but that's not a big deal. What's good now is that we still have a competitive league. And now we have how many divisions? We, we have two divisions. We have a PlayStation 4 division now. Like, it's growing and it's just it's just getting better. Like, we have 3,000 members now. So, like, we've come a long way from the trash that we used to deal with and immaturity we actually have admins who understand the game, who are good at the game, know how to play the game. They've come a long way. That long-winded speech, all, all basically, if you want to sum it up, we've come a long way. No, I mean, you have given us, well, you've given this whole conversation a lot to go with. Um, I want to just kind of recap my experience because it's a little bit different than yours. Um, I had started at the, the second to last season of FIFA. So what is that, season two? I think, yeah, real season two, I believe. Real season, yeah, because real season three was the last season. So, yep. uh, so I was drafted on uh, Viva Arsenal, which I believe was coached by Farrell. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. It was. It was. And I did not get a game. I did not get a run out at all. I, I, my gamer tag was not that bottle face yet. I was still playing for, the, for, for FIFA Kings. Back in the day, so I still had one of those gamer tags, <laughs> and no one played me because I had that stupid gamer tag. And then the next season, I had split time on Vifa Tottenham with some guy. I don't know if you've heard of him called It's Hot Pants. Uh, both of our rookies, both of our rookie seasons were on uh, Vifa Tottenham. 
Uh, Tyler Hobby ran the ran the club, and it wasn't that bad. And it was a good first experience. And I had so much fun, I couldn't wait to do it again. Uh, and then this, and then the league disappeared. And, and let's be clear about one thing: as far as FIFA disappearing, it was. I, I can tell you right now from talking with people who were above Lang, because Lang, although he was the the head of 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 uh, what Vifa, he wasn't the head of League Arena. There were two, there were two people above him that kind of ran the the uh, site as a whole. It was what an angry Haji and run with the devil, I think. Yeah, and uh-huh. and I, I myself, EXO Cavani, and a couple other I think big name owners at the time who uh, uh, in Vifa um, were in a party with Lang, angry Haji, run with the devil, who told us flat out. They would not get rid of the availability requirements. And then the reason for it, the whole reason they wanted to do it was to bump up web traffic on League Arena so that they could make more revenue. The the, the moral of the story is, and I think it, it tails nicely into John's story, is if you build it, they'll come. Like it's it was it, the, the the thing that's the distinguishing factor between FIFA and FVPAA is that FIFA wanted it didn't care about the players, didn't care about the experience. It was about building revenue because they had other. It wasn't just a FIFA league. It was an NHL league. It was an NBA. Uh, what is it? The NBA 2K league. It had all these other leagues as a part of it. FVPAA is just about FIFA. It's it's ran. It's run by FIFA players. It's for FIFA players. And the whole point is, it's not about ad revenue. It's not about making profits. It's about a, a, the most com- having the most competitive. 11 v 11 pro club league on FIFA. And that's, I think what's been, why it's lasted so long, why it's done so well. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Um, now, Sean, you had named both Sean and John, you guys touched on um, some, some old teams that, that kind of um, started back in, in the early seasons of, of, of the VPN. Um, and sometimes, you know, people will wax poetically about the old days, about the old teams and the old players. <laughs> Um, can you name some of these great teams? Some of these oh, players. Yeah. The one person I remember was a gentleman, a striker named Icy Hunders. <laughs> oh Lord! And he was the most. Oh, he was the most ridiculous guy I've ever talked to. Feed the beast. But name some other ones. Who else was All right, there? So, so there were there were a couple like guys who, um, and some of them are still in the VPN today and on you know playing you know playing FIFA, and some of them are, you know, I think members of the past. I remember a couple. I see Hundos obviously was a striker. Um, Perfection TM I think was an owner um, oh back in the God. day on FIFA. Um, I had I remember my first season as an owner in FIFA. Um, I had uh, I, I I spent a ton of money on one of uh, one of John's friends. It was oh uh, I think it was like WL Balotelli at the time. Um, oh. and I'm talking about Jay Moore. Jay I'm talking Moore. about the the illustrious Jay Moore. Um, and but what was better is I also spent a ton of money on Papa Reds. And <laughs> Papa Reds, I spent so much money on him because he's, he was supposed to be this big name goalkeeper. And at the end of or like, we get on every night nine o'clock to practice for our games at like ten. And every night Papa would hop on at at like nine. 15, 9, 30, and, and he was this Jamaican guy, and he'd be like, what time the games be? And I'd tell him, they're 10 and 10.30, Papa. Like, oh, alright, I'm gonna run this story real quick, I'll be right back. And 
this man would the, and so he goes offline. We play we play both our games without him, and at at ten fifty, while we're almost on the second game, he comes back online, joins my party, and he goes, "What time the games be?" Oh I say, no, they were at ten and ten thirty, Papa. You missed them. Like, oh shit, my bad, man. Uh, and it was the same thing happened like three or four times. Like, come on, man, you're killing me. But that's, I mean, there were so many like big name players back in the day. Um, Barco's still around. I think he was one of the guys everybody knew back then. Um, but as far as, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just say as far as like big clubs back in the day before before even FIFA existed. I mean, one of the biggest clubs anyone knew about was Class Football. They were they were, I mean, huge, huge, and and. Uh, one, I think one of the cool things was back, I want to say like a year or two ago, um, I think it was a year ago, I had the idea of the Legends Tournament, um, and a lot of those guys got to play together again. They got to, you know, at least some of them got to, you know, play together on a team they hadn't played on in a long time. Um, so it was cool to see some of those teams kind of reconnect a little bit on like FIFA 15. Very nice. Uh, John and then Cheeky. Ooh, I got stories. I got stories. Okay, well, I would like to name some iconic FIFA players. Not particularly great, but people that you look back on, you're like, hmm, that guy really was a good man. So my first my first one, everybody knows him. The moment I say his name, everyone's going to be like, yeah, man, can't believe where has he been at? Higher level 33. Oh! I want to tell you something. I want to <laughs> tell you something about this man higher level 33 i have never been so inspired to play a game before until i listened to this man higher level 33 the motivational speeches it's like having coach carter on your team in a virtual reality like honestly there's no man that could get me hyped up for a fever game other than a higher level he wasn't that good god bless his soul he wasn't that good but it didn't matter how bad he played because his personality alone would just make you you could literally lose 8-0 and you're still happy to have higher level on your team. I had no shame with it. I loved higher level. Nobody in this community does not know that man's name. He has so many stories. He's had so many teams. And Vifa Sampdoria, I remember the rivalry we had with them. We smashed them with my Vifa Inter team. It was just light work, but I felt bad for him. <laughs> I felt bad for him because we made a striker quit. That's L he had to hold forever. I'm talking about you, Ibra Kadabra. I don't know if he's still in this league, but yes, remember that L forever. Um, it was higher level. Is, I just, I'm never going to forget someone like higher level. I, I thoroughly enjoy him. And then we can go on to like the great players. So I think one player that people don't give the props to, he still plays today, but Darasi 16, I personally want to give the shout out. He's probably the best DM I've ever seen played. And TG, they're like they're like the legendary CDMs. You talk about a CDM you want to play like you want to play like Durosity. He never gave up the ball. He was always in position, and he was the simplest player out there. And people don't know how to play simple in this game. He is the one person who will play simple forever, and you're always going to respect his game. So if any of their young CDMs out there, they want to learn from somebody, they want to learn, learn from Durosity, learn from TG, learn from Durosity. Those two. Still really good players. This FIFA, they're just as good at... Well, they're getting there. Uh, Darasi was the best DM I ever saw in FIFA 12. But that's just one name. And then, obviously, you see people like Streets. You see people like Pep, who just wins titles whenever he pleases. Even Pony wins titles whenever he pleases. You know, 
we can go all the way back to the days of Max Munoz when he was a really good striker as well. People don't really remember him, but he's he's kind of a character. I don't know if you guys remember his whole. Uh, who was that? He was yo, yo, he was mad him. that day, yo. He, he was mad, mad that day. He got bodied in the Ultimate Team, and everyone posted it in the community, and he just kind of he just kind of disappeared after that. God bless Max's soul, but he was, he was a good man. Viva Dembao, there you go. He was a good man. He was part of the, yep. He was part of the um, the great FIFA 13 rivalry of Superior and Exodus. Everybody knows that I'm gonna go on a rant about Exodus and Superior because Exodus was I consider that my baby. Um, I hated Superior. Superior hated us. It was bloodthirsty. Cheeky, you saw the memes you posted about each other, the videos you posted about each other. Superior sirloin. God bless that video. Um, just. That was a robbery of the ages. I think that was that was the that was the like you can you can like every league you, you have like these rivalries that are like the huge ones. Superior Exodus was the the big one for the, the uh, as long as those teams existed, and then I think it, I think the only other rivalry that I uh, that in during my time in the VPN that I saw be close to that level was Unleashed Viva when they were like back in like ACLs like and, the, and I guess SOE too a little bit like. It's funny, like those were those that like how these elite teams like rise and fall. Like it, it mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, but Superior Exodus was just an amazing. Um, like it was just great to watch those games. Yeah, like yeah. who were wow. who were on the? Is there anyone in the in the community now that's that was on those teams back in the day? Oh, absolutely. Oh, hundreds. Well, John, oh, John, you want to list them? <laughs> I mean, they're still they're still playing. So, like for example, you got. You got Don. He was uh he was one of our center backs. Elmo's one of our center backs. Uh, Don Luce. Everybody knows Don Lucio. Um, Pep and Dressy Rewind. Rewind. That's where Rewind started. He started off on Exodus. Well, not started off, but like everybody started to know his name, and now he's one of the best was, teams in the game. The first, yeah, that was the first big name team he played for. Yeah, that's the first big name team he played for. And and Dressy Calvo was like that's where Calvo started getting big as well on Exodus. You know, a lot of people hated on me for bringing him into the squad and starting him over Marcus, but he scored the goal against Superior, and a Ballon d'Or later, look at him now. I'm just, I, I'm not taking credit. I'm just saying I made the executive decision to play him against Superior, and he did not let me down. So all the people that threw shade at me for that decision, I'm still bitter, and you can all hold that at all. So would you say anyway. that? Would you say that that's where he got his his like where he first got noticed? Mm, he was noticed in the Mexican League when he played with uh, Viva, but I put my faith in him, and I put him on the big stage, the big ACL stage against the big team, which is known as Superior, and they had great players. Like, their defense was rock solid. They had Pony, O'Boyle, who doesn't play anymore, but people should know about O'Boyle. They should know his name. One of the best right backs slash center backs I've ever seen. Dirty. How many titles is Dirty won? We don't. We, I think I've lost count at center back. Dirty Pony O'Boyle, and then Dean and Nat Dean, one of the best keepers to ever grace the game. Then they had DeRossi and TG, who I was just talking about earlier. So imagine trying to get by that, and then Calvo still got the game-winning goal. Still, yeah, man. And then Streets, Streets was still on his prime then. I think they had Gringo. Didn't they have Gringo? Yeah. Jesus Christ, they had yeah. Gringo. And then. uh do you know? Do you remember? Am I missing people? I'm um, Snubnose, Omar. I mean, look at the names I'm listing, man. So, and then on top, 
So these yeah, are still, still people, still people who are on top teams today. The, it was still the case back four years ago? Yeah, I mean, you see, you oh, see yeah. these teams rise and fall. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, like when you, like you, you go, you fast forward a couple years later after Superior and Exodus, and you get to, um, the, the you know, like the days of S, uh, you know, shedding on them, SOE, um, Unleashed, Viva, um, get to, like, some of the the big rivalries of 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 uh, what you know, the, what, the, what I guess what I would call. The modern, the more modern ACL era, where it started to get a little bit bigger. That was when we started to get like a second, a second division was like back around that time. Sure. Um, and it's the same players. I mean, Viva, you got Pep, you got Pony, you got uh, I think Dean and Valstrom were together on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, Soe Gordon. I mean, you got you got all these same players. Uh, Unleashed, uh, Calvo. Uh, I think War Machine was on that team. Don. Um, Don Romero. Uh, yeah, I mean, El Boyle, I believe, El was, also. was on Super. Yeah, El Boyle was on. Um, he was on SOE, wasn't he? I thought he was on yeah. Unleashed. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, he, he was on. He uh, uh, well, El Boyle was on SOE in five. Then I think he went to Unleashed in like six. Mm-hmm. I want to say maybe. But Romero was on Superior as well. That's right. Another name that I forgot to mention. So a lot of these big name players end up being on the obvious. <laughs> you know, <laughs> end up being surprisingly on the big name teams. Okay. Now, what, what ACL are we talking? Let's try to get everyone on the same page here. We're talking, you said ACL 5 and 6? Yeah, like f- five, 5 and 6, I think it was, it was like, I don't remember, I think it was 5 and 5 was SOE beat Unleashed. 6 was Unleashed beat um, Enjoy the Show, wasn't it? Enjoy the Show, who upset uh SOE. soe in in it was an, it, that was actually that's probably the big i would say the biggest upset in acl history still because it was a team that no one thought would even make the playoffs and they went and beat like the team that everyone thought was going to win the acl it was it was and it was it was a by the way the goal was a total it was like a 1-0 game the goal was a total bundle and ets also got their you know got absolutely demolished in the final by unleashed i think it was like <laughs> six nothing something like that like it was just a train wreck they but, beat uh, effortless to get there as well, which is um, like Mabalatelli's team, which was one of the yeah. top teams as well. I think they were the third seed. Yes. So they went up against the one seed, beat them. Went up against the three seed, beat them. Then they met up against the two seed, unleashed, and got the, got just wrecked. But then after that, you had seven, and seven was the one that I probably was the most aware of because that was the one where I did the VPN report episode three, and that was the one where like I was able to actually like watch every single playoff game. Um, and that one, I think, well, Viva won that one. Um, yep. they, that, that was when... Was that against Atletico, right? Viva versus Atletico? Yeah, it was, it was Viva versus Atletico, yep. Um, but it's just, it's, it, that was, that was the most, like, that was just an incredibly competitive era mm-hmm. in the FVPAA that I'm always going to remember. So, Sean, can you touch upon, I guess, your your start as an admin was that around this acl it was i want to say it was around like season eight or nine and it it didn't happen intentionally Uh, well no i'm sorry wait no oh no as an admin um as an admin i yeah it was around that time it was like season i think it was eight eight or nine like you were saying Somewhere around there, but I again I can't remember the exact season. But basically, what happened was, um, 
I had always been like helping out the VPN in whatever way I could. I, I, great league. I've always been happy to be a part of it. Um, and I, I think when I started out, I was like on the media for a little bit. I was doing uh, a couple little videos here or there. Um, but, and I was like, I think I was back when FIFA even, I was on, I, towards the end of it, I was on the board of governors trying to help out the league on that. Um, but it was really Gordon, Jermaine Gordon, who really brought me in, um, because I didn't really know, um, Adrian or TG that well. Um, they, you know, they reached out to me a couple of times, but I didn't really know him that well at the time. Gordon was the one who was like, you know, this guy is really helping out. We should, you know, give him a shot. And so they added me like kind of as a fourth admin, um, around that time. And then when they left, that's when I, the, th the three of them left and I was kind of the only one left for like a season. Or two. And that's when I became like the de facto, you know, head admin for like a season or two before my work schedule got, got too busy. I think it's important to note that this, this mass exodus, you know, exodus of admins is, it's a spot on the timeline of the VPN. If you were to mark major events, this would be up there. Wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a tectonic shift. I mean, it's huge. Um, because TG, Adrian, and Gordon put in ungodly amount of work season by season um, to, to try not only to... Like, there's so many things about being an admin, that I, and I'm sure you guys understand this now, um, but there's so many things about it that people don't see. The random messages you get from someone you don't know <laughs> saying, Oh, my lord. I, I screwed up these stats. Help, help, help. Everything's on fire. My team, I put in a, it's, I put in a, a loss by 99 goals when really we should have won by one goal. Help. Um, like, just some of the stupid stuff people will do. Um, messages to add people, messages, hey, can you give me... And, and, and it's even worse when you're both, like, an admin um, and, and a, like, a player on a team. You know, we're all players, too. And then, you know, you're still getting messages from you know, people because they know you saying, oh, can I get a tryout, you know, this and that. You get so many random messages. Um, but you have to update stats on, a, on an app that can be difficult, can be, you know, crash. It was, back then, it was crashing a good bit. Um, you... There was just so much stuff that they were the three of them always did without getting a paycheck, without hesitation, and it really. I mean, if you want to thank anybody for the the VPN being what it is, those those three are the people to start with because without them, I doubt and 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 TG especially, I think yeah. did and does a, a Herculean job um, with stuff he does. Yeah, um, I believe he still does too behind the scenes. I know sometimes right. I'll reach out to him. And ask him a question, or ask him kind of how he would have, uh, how he's done this in the past. So he's definitely, I think, in all of the current admins' eyes, still one of the top people. Right, um, right. John, I'm interested to hear what your input was. You know, what your thought process was during this whole exodus of admins, because you saw this already in FIFA. Did you think the same thing was happening again? Well, I don't know if people remember. Uh, the video I made when I heard Adrian and TG were leaving, it was a wild tirade. I, <laughs> I, I generally, I lost, I lost myself being for a moment. It was a moment of weakness. Um, I think we all have moments of weakness, but uh, I was, I was genuinely upset because the amount of ungrateful human beings that grace this earth, honestly, it sickens me. 
it disgusts me and I, I just couldn't take it anymore because at the end of the day, these are grown people. These are grown men with women, with uh, uh, with wives, girlfriends. They're taking time out of their day and their schedule so we can play a video game in an organized manner that we all enjoy and we all get competitive about and we can all talk trash about. But somehow you who puts zero hours into this, you don't put any money into this. You can't even code. You can barely read, obviously, if you're complaining. <laughs> But you still have the goal and the audacity to even address these people who have given us, you know, you know, given us like the great times that like think about how many members we just talked about. Think about who, contrib who contributed to that in the first place. Who set up these tournaments? Who set up these schedules? Who built the site? Who coded the site? And then people had the nerve to like complain about these. I almost cursed. Thank God I didn't. Complain about these stupidest things I've ever seen. And honestly, honestly, it was mainly like three or four people that just would not stop. I'm not going to name no names. Okay. Cheeky yeah. already knows. I, I feel him shaking through the, behind the screen because he knows he wants to say one of the names. Is that what that sound was? I heard the shaking. Yeah, I heard the shaking. It's like the little Arthur meme. It's fist is clenched. But, <laughs> but it, it, it was just sad. It was really sad. And... I'm not the only one who felt this way because at the end of the day, I just wanted to play the game, bro. I, I don't really care. As long as they're not forcing me to be available like League Arena did, I mean, there's not much I can really, you know, other complain about it. Just get on my Xbox. I press the A button, press the X button, the K press B and miss the goal. But that's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to do anything else. And they, these guys made the job easy. All I had to do was get on FIFA, type a few things into the website and enjoy FIFA like I wanted it to be enjoyed. But, you know, people just don't want to have nice things. We can't have nice things with people like that in the community. And sadly, there still are people like that in the community, but it's a lot less than it was before. I would say that. At least they're not they're not really yelling at the admins anymore, which is the good thing. Well, that is a great thing. I appreciate it. I'm sure Cheeky appreciates it. <laughs> um, but Cheeky was already, already an admin when I came on to the team as a deputy. Sean, you did the interview. Um, <laughs> I, I remember getting ready for the interview. Um, right. It was a lot of fun. But It was. Starting, just because I want to kind of give my point of view here. Starting as a deputy, it did seem like everything was on fire. Um, I was one of two or three new deputy admins. I mean, none of us knew what we were doing. And kudos to people like Sean, people like Cheeky to, to kind of give us, uh, a, you know, to hold their hand through the process. But, you know, it definitely was a weird time. If you didn't play in, in the ACL, it, you didn't know if there was going to be a next season. You know, that's, it, it was, it was a little scary, but I'm glad we were able to get our, uh, to get our act together. And a big thing, a big way we were able to, to keep this ball rolling, Sean, was your media effort. The work you put in to make everything look, uh, you know, semi-professional. And that's, you know, some of those things, like I said before, we still try to follow today. Can you give us a little input of kind of where that idea came from, how much work you put into it? Because <laughs> right, it so, is a lot of work. So the big, I mean, the big, the biggest thing I did as far as media was, I, mean, I did like little little projects. I think TG and I back before, when he was still an admin, you know, I uh, did like a voiceover, like commentary for the regions to be uploaded. Um, 
But I had this idea back in one of the earlier FIFA, like season around that time, like real season or ACL season five, six, somewhere on there, um, to do a highlight show in a similar style to ESPN um, and call it the VPN report. Um, And I remember, like, I just like said, I remember having the idea. And I had, (laughs) on the first episode, I, I mean, I was doing it all when I was in law school, like during my free time in law school. So I, I had my old laptop, um, had like, I think I was using, I, the first two episodes actually used iMovie, which was just terrible. And I would just take these clips and put them in iMovie with like their generic transition, all that kind of stuff. Um, and made like, and I, I got like some guests on the show to do some commentary and I like got screen caps of the, the standings and all this kind of stuff, did like a top five plays, something like that. And the first two episodes were pretty generic. And then the third episode was really where I, that was that I wanted when we had a, the, the ACL, I think it was like six or seven playoff, I guess it was season seven playoff. I felt like with, and it was still when Adrian TG and AG were the admins. I felt like all, um, the league needed was a resume. I felt like we were on, like we had been expanding for a while. New players were coming in every single season, kept growing. And I felt like all we needed was something to get out to the rest of the world to say, Hey, like this is something that's awesome that you, if you like FIFA, this is something that you should really be playing all the damn time. Um, so I worked on after the ACL playoffs ended, I worked for that week, probably putting in like 60 hours. Um, into this episode, and I had help from Cheeky and collecting film and, and helping out. I had help from a, a lot of the the media guys on certain things, especially I had help from a guy Robert Michael, who I don't know if he's even still in the league anymore. Um, but he made like a nice little ESPN ticker that I was mm-hmm. able to use. I told him exactly what I wanted, it exactly how I wanted, it. perfect. But the rest, other than that ticker, the rest of it really other than people gathering film. The rest of it was all me. I mean, I had to download a ton of videos from Twitch onto my computer. I, at that point, I had gotten Adobe Premiere. I had to cut it all down. Um, I I got these nice little uh, After Effects transitions and everything for everything. But there's just There was just so much work that went into that one episode. Because like I said, I wanted there to be something that we had a resume for the rest of, of the world. Like, this is what our league is about. Um, and if you if you never seen if you're if you're new to ACL and you never seen that, I encourage you to look up the VPN report episode three. I'm not getting any like I said I'm not, I never had a paycheck for it. I don't really care, but it is like a really cool thing that I get people to this day ask me like, when's the VPN report going to come back? And I'm like, I don't have time. I got I'm you know saving lives. You know, get at me later. But I would love to see it come back someday. I would because it was just it was it was a really really. It was more than anything else that I've done. And I did like a bunch of like playoff montages and stuff like that after the fact. And I did like a bunch of hype videos, you know, stuff like that. But more than anything, that was like the one thing I was like, wow, I'm really proud of the work I did on this. Like it looked really, I thought really good. Well, Sean, um, well, Sean I don't want to promise anything because that would be bad. It would be detrimental <laughs> to my job. Um, but as as you have, I'm, I hope, hopefully, as you've seen and as everyone else listening to this has seen, there has been uh, kind of a refocus on new media 
uh, this podcast being one of those new focuses, right. um, and us bringing in new uh, new deputy admins, Ant DP, uh, Cody Havens, Jimmy Jones, bringing those people in is given now us more opportunity to produce higher quality media. Um, and I hope people listen to this uh, podcast will check out your your old show. I will I will link the VPN report into this description, and I hope people check it out and. Uh, will kind of help cooperate with getting us clips because if we can get clips from people, that's usually where the bottleneck is. We receive the clips, we can get an editor to make kind of weekly content. Right. So, you know. It's it's so hard because you have to get a, a, at least the very, like, like I said, what I did back then was you, had to get, you have to get a Twitch streamer from every team. You got to go, you got to download all the film, and then you got to cut like 20 minutes of film down to um, like one minute of like clips and then you got to comment over it uh all in one fell swoop it's just it's it's so much work but it is so cool to have like i remember at one point there was a there was a clip on that episode three where where rewind had scored against i think it was on leak in there that was probably the biggest game of that playoff that semifinal, and rewind just just demolished some some unleashed defender and hit like a near post shot and banged on tracy and he's he yells like, "Money, baby, money, Sean! You better put that on the VPN, baby!" And it was like, <laughs> it was like this great like thing that I was like, I was able to take this thing that he he scores his goal, he says this on Twitch, and I can put it into the show. And he said afterwards, like, "That's the coolest thing I've ever seen." Like he he was well, he was wild about it, and it was like, yeah, dude, it's, that was it was mutually you know beneficial. It was awesome to have on the on the show, so it was a good time. So cheeky, what was one of your favorite aspects of kind of working with Sean, uh, producing this this weekly show? I mean, like you said, well, you didn't really say it, but his enthusiasm about it, I loved. Like it back then, like I said, we would always we always had ideas to do different things, but we just didn't do it, or we just were like a step away from doing it. But like once he started doing like the VPN report, just having a focus, knowing what the outcome would be if we worked hard on it. Like, just made it that much easier for everyone that, like, like you said, put in the hours of work and everything. Like you said, pulling film. Like, I remember just, like, going uh, stream to stream, collecting them, collecting the links for Sean the, and everything. And then, like I said, I know I helped uh, edit and cut some of it, but, like I said, he put in loads of work just to make it what it was. And it was something beautiful. And this, and the coolest thing was just, like, when you get to see the highlights and everything and seeing your team is the one that's being highlighted. Like, I was on no autographs back then. Yeah. And just seeing, like, uh, a goal from my son, Snare, like, and I was the one that passed it to him. It was, like, the best thing. And then you, like, get messages from people, like, oh, I was I was in there. Did you see that? Uh, I, I was number three. Like, Elmo was, like, uh, I think he had a save as a goalie or something like that. Or, no, he had, like, a late goal. And then he just uh, see people posting in the group. Like, oh, I bet you saw number five. Who, who was that? And they're like, oh, it was me. But, um, yeah, it was just, I mean, it was amazing. Something that, uh, saying, like I said, outside, because, I mean, we're all here to play and be competitive and play people. But to have that there just was went above and beyond as far as just getting recognition. And, like I said, everyone just would love to have rec- recognition. I and mean, being recognized on that platform that you can just go back and see on YouTube whenever you want was amazing. It's nice. Cheeky that you really, after I, like I said, after my work schedule got too busy, that you were able to kind of take the torch and run with it because a lot of the new, I mean, a lot of the videos I saw after my departure were like 
better. I mean, there was never anything as intensive as the VPN report, but that doesn't mean it wasn't as good. In fact, a lot of the quality was better than like the top 10, some of like seeing people's avatars and their gamer tags on these highlights of these plays, you know. Um, I mean, you're still producing media now, and it, it's it's really, like I said, the, the quality, the, the length might be shorter, but you have 10 to, 10 to 15 times the videos I have, and the quality's arguably better. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really happy that you were, you've been able to carry the torch even farther than I could. And it, it's also, I mean, like it's, you know, media is also more than just these videos. Cause there's like, I know, I know we worked on an algorithm for like team of the week that we put like a ton of effort into, uh, back in the day. Um, I know every, like, I think there's like two different algorithms that were out there at one time, like you know, just the level of or the, just the amount of work that goes into the league, you know, I, I hope that people enjoy it. Yeah, that's another thing that uh, people don't know about the work that went behind the scenes for the team of the week to be oh. actually made. Like, and then especially like you said with the algorithm and putting it in and just all the calculations and oh, is yeah. yep. a lot of work. This was the first. Uh, this is the first ACL where I personally have helped in making the team of the week selections. Now, when I say help making the selections, what I mean is copying and pasting uh, 54 games off the VPN website. There is a lot of work that goes into it. Uh, but I want to kind of wrap it up here. We're, we're running out of time. Uh, John, I kind of wanted to get your input on where you see this league heading. Where do you, What do you want to see? Um, kind of, what are your thoughts about everything in general? Okay. Well, one, I want to see uh, rewards. Now, I know we're we're moving, we're definitely moving very quickly towards rewards, but I want it to be like an established reward system. You know, I want us to, I want us basically the end goal is I want us to hit esports. I want to be able to fly to Spain. You know, chill with the chill with the squad. Maybe go to a Spanish club, hit on the little mommies, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we all got the team jacket on. When it's time to play, we all in the room. We all trying to get, you know, we're trying to get things done. We're trying to win this championship. That's where I want us to be at. But ignorance aside, I do really want to see us to move uh, closer to the esports scene. I know it's going to take a long time, but as you know, you see, our uh, professional clubs are now actually starting to pick up. Esports teams, I, I'm sure you guys heard the news in Spain. Mm. Um, yeah. And we want, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're better than Spain. I think half the VPN could smack the Spanish pro clubs players. But now they're going to be playing more because they got motivation. So we got to catch up fast. Because imagine if we actually have motivation to actually play, you know, more motivation, like monetary motivation, like people can make this a living. That's where I wanted to head. I want us to get, I want us to be known to the point where we have a solid Twitter presence, you know, solid social media presence. We have, have like a community that hits, you know, the tens of thousands. Because right now we're still we're still in the thousands area, but that's good. But I want us, to, I want us to keep climbing more and more. The social media presence has got to get bigger. We need to have. One 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 person on Twitch who kind of like the figurehead of the VPN that everyone's like, oh well, so and so streaming pro clubs right now. Let me see what's going on there. We just want to get pro clubs out there. We got to get EA to notice pro clubs, and it's getting it's starting to get exposure. It's starting to get content. So 
where I see us heading, I see us heading to, uh, heading towards the esports scene more and more. I think with a little more with a little more push, a little more comp- uh, you know, competition as you see now, like Viva are still dominant. You know, we're just I'm looking for I, I would like some more new teams to be built to challenge Viva consistently instead of Viva just dominating everything because Viva are still good. They're still the best team in the league. Take notes. I'm not even gonna throw shade at them. They just they they underestimated everything about trying to play in the US. If they can't even if they can't even play every league game, they have no business talking about any of us whatsoever if you can't even play for more than a week. So let's leave them out of there for now. Viva is the best team in this league. We need to get it to a point where we have a rivalry like we did in FIFA 13, where everyone's like, man, these guys are playing again. Everybody and their mom is going to watch this game. That's what we want. And I don't even want it to just be one other team like Serenity did against Viva. I want to have four teams that you're just like, yo, who is going to win the NCL this year? Like, I want it to be to the point where people are, like, sweating blood playing games because they don't want to lose to this man. Like, imagine people playing both. Imagine Boateng being, like, a five-time NCL champion. And you just can't take this fool <laughs> talking trash anymore. You can't take it. Every, <laughs> the moment you step on the field and he starts cooking, and you're just like, man, I wish I could physically go to his house and break his legs instead of just his pro's legs. That's that's the type of competitiveness I want to see. I want other people to start getting titles. Matter of fact, I'm going to say the most controversial statement I've ever said in my life today. I hope Zephy wins an ACL title this year. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Zephy and Isco win an ACL title as DM partnerships this year because if that happens, God so help me, everybody is going to be like, nah, this can't happen again. This can't. Ha- this 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 cannot happen again. Nobody's gonna allow it. They might even make another suit. They might. People might go ahead, go to England and start bringing English players to play with them just to make sure that shit doesn't happen anymore. God forgive me, but <laughs> um, you know what I mean. We gotta get that competitive nature back. We gotta go back to how we were in thirteen and twelve, where people cared too much about the game. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> people don't care. People people don't care that much, and it's sad because we're it's it's just because we're getting older. Like I just recently got a job now, you know, a full time job. So it's hard for me to just like get butt hurt when we lose. I get mad, but then I get over it in like an hour. Before I would be mad for a week, you know. I think the the end goal, like John said, is esports. I mean, you want to see our league hosting a championship for, you know, with, with tens of thousands of people watching, um, you, you want people to care. And because they're FIFA is the kind of game that like a lot of people play. A lot of people play. I, I have coworkers in my office at work. Hey man, you play FIFA. Oh yeah. Like what, what difficulty you play on that kind of stuff. And it's, it's people who don't even play pro clubs. And it's the kind of thing that if people, there are tons of FIFA players, if people actually found out about this, and once people start playing, you don't stop. It's an addiction. You do not stop. You just keep playing. Um, so I'd love to see the league expand in that way. I'd love to see us uh, kind of get big. And I think some of the other, you know, the, I think the rest will fall into place. The key is expansion, and then everything else kind of falls into place. Because once you expand, you get some of those players, these new players that are – you know, 
just as good, maybe as some of our elite players, if not better. And, and granted, there is like a learning curve for your first season in ACL or two. It takes you a while to see some of the, the passing lanes and some of the, the the marking, some of the things that you don't maybe understand about FIFA playing small man clubs or playing ultimate team or playing you know just pro head to head pro season something like that. There's it, you know there is a learning curve there, but I think the competition will come with expansion. And I think you brought up a good point that there are new players always coming in. Um, yeah. I think there there are a lot of old heads in here that won't like to admit that some of the new guys may, may be a little bit better than them, um, or they've adapted quicker to the newer FIFA. And I'm sure that this whole, uh, you know, they're coming into what may be their first season, but it is our 14th ACL season. And that's not even counting all the AVLs that we've had. So someone just coming in, there is a lot of history that they don't know about. And they can look up their stats and they can see where they compare to everyone else. And I know that I can probably speak for everyone else when I say this, is you looked at those stats when you first started here and you wanted to get to where they were. And so you worked your butt off to, to play the best you can and make a name for yourself. And I think if a new player has that type of attitude, that they will go far in this league. If they participate within the community, if they, you know, if they, if they, if they buy into the idea of what we're trying to build, I think people are going to be satisfied with what the end result is. And hopefully this podcast has given some sort of, of history lesson to how this all started. Uh, we have talked for almost an hour now. Uh, we, some of us have ACL practice. So <laughs> we're going to get out of here. I wanted to thank Mr. John Ye West, Mr. Sean Fitzgerald, and my co-host Cheeky. Uh, guys, thank you so much for, for, for sitting here with us tonight uh, and really just talking. It, had, it was a lot of fun. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and that again, like I said, is all for us. Uh, Cheeky, did you want to end with anything? And I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with John because uh, he's always a good first soundbite. <laughs> like I said, I appreciate the guests showing up today. Um, like I said, two like uh, historical players, OGs. Uh, glad to talk with them again. It's been a while. It's the AO days, you know. Oh, um, <laughs> Who's still a team, yeah. by the way? Oh, uh, I I miss still them. flying the flag. I missed that. My, God bless Dilo for keeping that team going. Oh, yeah. Dilo's a true MVP. Uh, John, take us home. Well, I just want to personally thank you for uh, having me on your show. Hopefully, this isn't the last time. I hope everyone enjoyed this podcast. Zephy, I hope you enjoyed every word I said today because it will never come out of my mouth again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to thank. I just want to thank the Lord for giving me the opportunity to be able to speak. And, uh, you know, shout out to, you know, Jesus. Uh, shout out to Boatang, Adrian, uh, my new team, Dump Truck. Shout out to Unleashed for giving me uh, the good times there. Shout out to Shields. And, of course, uh, I just want to give a special mention to Don Lucio. Uh, I hope you come back soon. This is a cry for help. We need you back. We need your ignorance. We need your reads. <laughs> we need the school of marking to return. We need it. Because Lord knows Terry needs your help. <laughs> he can't defend. We we need you. We need you to bring him back. I don't know what happened to him, but please bring him back. But that's just my last comment, Lucio. I hope you're listening. Please return. 
And uh, thank you again, Bottleface. I appreciate this. Of course. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, everyone who's listening, thank you for listening to uh, this episode of the VPN Weekly. Uh, Again, I am Bottleface, and we will see you on the pitch.